on tonight's episode of Eureka Cast. Now, The Descent of Men, a show about one of the least understood parts of our society. Join us as we investigate the top internet searches of men, why masculinity is so poorly understood in science, and what machine learning tells us the ideal male role model looks like. The following program is an artistic work of fiction and falsehood. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the broadcasters or the management thereof. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, I'm glad you're here. I'm lead media disruption developer Kai Hubris, and this is Eureka Cast Now, where we discuss the latest news in science, but also technology. With me, as always, is Professor Rowan Meadowlark from the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science. A ho ho to you, to, to you over there, Rowan. What are you doing, Kai? <laughs> I'm sort of um, I'm being a man. I'm demonstrating masculine traits through my voice. Ah. Uh, well, uh, hello, I'm glad you're here. I'm, uh, oh, sorry, uh, hello, and powerful and virile energy to all our listeners, but especially the men this evening, mm-hmm. although, uh, Kai, you might, is a show, you, you might be perhaps a little bit too virile, um, coming on in the way that you did. Um, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tone it down a little bit. We have to, we have to be accessible to all types of men on this show, because today's show is about men it is it is as a matter of fact and um one might wonder why we chose this subject um and the fact of the matter is is that it all started when i went out with my colleagues mm-hmm. um just just a few days ago uh, you and the boys um well you know i and the colleagues uh uh-huh. we we went to a restaurant a new restaurant that had opened up uh, in the next you know in the next to the yards near the campus mm-hmm. and what we noticed uh, it was this it was kind of this novelty restaurant okay. um and everything's going well it's this novelty vegan restaurant right. um it's sort of themed and, around a swamp and being is- in a swamp yeah, and we uh I already know this whole story. We've been talking about this for a while, Rowan and I, but this is for the benefit of the of listeners so they get the context for this show. Right. And and so ultimately what we were doing is is uh we were sitting down in this swamp themed vegan restaurant and having a nice meal of some uh some bog bog dip. It was just mm-hmm. what they called artichoke dip. Um had it a sounds few, like a real fun place. Had, had a few bioritas. Uh-huh. Uh that was their version of margarita. Mm-hmm. And and I ultimately felt uh nature's call, as it were, you know. Yeah. The call to go out and um, use the restroom. Oh, yes. And what I so I, I go to the back and I notice that uh, there are uh, two doors. Um, this, unfortunately, uh, was not a place that had unisex bathrooms, which I prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, it did not have single occupancy bathrooms, which mm-hmm. I much prefer. But uh, looking at the two, gender uh, discriminated, as they often are in many of these places, uh, one of the pictures was of a frog, wherein normally you would see a icon for either male or female. One was a frog, uh-huh. and the other was a snapping turtle. Mm, yes. And I, for the longest time, 
sat there trying to figure out which door it was that I was expected to go through as someone who uh, presents as male. What is it about the frog versus the turtle? Is it the shell? Does the shell represent a the gruff exterior that is often uh, demanded by in society of Mm -hmm. men, or was it the frog because they jump really high, or because of that the character from My Hero Academia? I don't know what that is, but uh, the the point is is that this started off a conversation after ultimately I just decided to go and uh, do my business um, behind the building. Uh, I I think that might be their intention, frankly. but um, I, I remember I was behind the building taking care of my business, and I called you, Kai. Mm-hmm. Um, and of I don't course, know why it had to be during your business. Well, it took you a couple of tries to pick up. I had, but but nevertheless, you did you did pick up, mm-hmm. and we discussed. Uh, I asked, well, what I explained the situation, and ultimately came down to um, a discussion of what is a man and what do we know about them scientifically. Yes. And this isn't in the platonic sense of uh, of a you know a bipedal. Uh, featherless, you know, featherless biped, as as Plato would say. This is about the 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 demographic of people in the world that identify as as men. Um, so that's what this show is about. Rowan and I had a very long argument about this, about whether or not he is a man, whether or not I am a man, whether or not we together, whether form or not a men, wh- men, whether or not it's a meaningful signifier at all. Sure. Um, what is known, what is not known, and we and- decided to take that argument to uh, this public uh, public forum uh, and talk about it on our show. We, we did. And and so uh, before we get into what we are here uh, to talk about specifically with regards to um, masculinity under analysis, as we have subtitled this uh, mm-hmm. particular transmission, um, I, I want to first touch base on, on why we felt it was necessary to even broach the subject. Mm-hmm. And that is the fact over the matter that men are overlooked in science. It's a sad fact. Um, men are one of the least represented you know, groups in science. At least in terms of scientific studies. Right. Um, yes, yes. And, scientific and, studies. And, and, and before we get any further into this, I want to make it absolutely 100% clear that this is not about excluding women no. or individuals that do not identify as men. It's not about that we at love, all. We love women. We love people that aren't men. And 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 but but frankly, um, and well, not frankly, but uh, but uh, well, yes, frankly, there are many mysteries about women. In fact, mm-hmm. that we could go on about forever. Things right. like, can you predict menstruation? Uh, what is the significance of horses? What do they want for dinner? How do you tell what they're thinking? Who is she? The point is, is that there is so much in the feminine divine. Mm-hmm. That it becomes a font of enigmas, and we could do an entire show about the questions that women and not men represent. Right. But the fact that we know so much about what we don't know is in stark contrast to men who we don't know what we don't know. It's the, uh, yeah, it's the, it's the it, dark energy. Uh, the unknown unknowns. Right. Um, and so why is this? Why is this such a open field where there is so little information there's 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 where's the data one theory is is that men are notoriously hard to study and Mm -hmm. i i can actually attest to this somewhat from my own experience sort Mm -hmm. of looking at 
um, our studies at the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science with regards to uh, things like acupuncture, acupressure, mm-hmm. um, uh, essential oils, crystals, um, spirit boards. Right. Um, we end up in the preliminary phase of a, a lot of these studies, excluding a great deal of men as test subjects, because frankly, um, the bulk of them are not suitable for scientific study. They are yep. notoriously hard to work with. Um, not just as a professional, but as um, as a test subject. Um, for example, you know, me- oftentimes if you put many men in one place mm-hmm. um, during perhaps a, a socialization study, uh, fights will break out. There'll be tussles. Right. There'll be, um, you know, either between themselves or between them and the researchers. And mm-hmm. that obviously is uh, real, not good for the data or the scientists. It's real, unless you're trying to, you know, do some sort of Lord of the Flies sort of test. Which are fun in their own way right. and informative in their own way. But yeah, not really, not substantial. We've seen it time and time again. Um, when they're studied alone, men tend to up underrepresent negative stimuli mm-hmm. and overrepresent stimuli that steam their beans. Right, they they start brooding. And 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 field studies are often complicated by the fact that uh, the scientists frankly are often recognized as not being part of the man group yes. and uh, given wedgies called nerds and mm-hmm. the data or, or the data is just simply it just um, comes up inconclusive. Exactly. Uh, so men are like sort of uh, you know the you have if you're studying them in the field, they can't know that you're there. But you know you can only hide out in the sports jersey with the camera for so long before they sniff you out. Right, and uh, also ultimately, when we were doing sort of our literature review for mm-hmm. this program, we were looking for things that um, a baseline for yeah. our understanding. And the only study, the the most commonly referred to study, and the only study that really delved into this in any with any sort of meaningful data set mm-hmm. was the 1941 the fighting man by uh-huh. J Peters and H Peters et al uh, which was put together by the navy right where to, men yeah where men are known to be and be able to be men and uh, in, in it was also because it was a military-oriented sort of thing. There were in the time in 1941, it was it was almost exclusively men, right. if not exclusively men. I mean, and there were many men together uh, that were out at sea. And mm-hmm. so, in a way, it was almost as if it was a control group where you could take a bunch of these men, put them on a boat, sail them out where there's very little outside stimuli. Right. They had to work together. They had to swab the deck. They got wet. And ultimately, there was a lot of understanding that came from mm-hmm. those tightly cramped, steamy scenarios. Shirts, shirts came off. And harpoons it, went out. So the findings of the 1941 Fightin' Man Navy study described men as tall and lanky mm-hmm. or short and hearty. Right, the two, the two kinds. Spittin', cursin', brawlin', knuckleheads. Hairy as the day is long and always itching for a rumble. Now I I can't dispute the, the <laughs> this data because yeah. the data speaks for itself. Yeah, I guess um, we're still nowhere closer to learning whether that this describes a frog or a turtle. But ultimately, even though it is outdated, it remains one of the uh, simply one of the most comprehensive works available on the question of mm-hmm. um of 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 what is a man and right. what constitutes masculinity um but we, given how old, clearly old and and perhaps out 
now of uh, date, this mm-hmm. information is, we wanted to take a new look at it. Right. We wanted to sit down and we wanted to crunch into the numbers in our own manner. Get and, into those numbers. And, 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 you know, that was sort of the basis of our, of our argument was, um, you know, looking at based off of our experiences, which um, frankly do not overlap a great deal. Right. Um, and I'm, yeah, so I'm coming at it from a, from a very interesting perspective. As you know, Ro and I, uh, I work at Tech Brothers, which is a, you know, it was started as an organization by men, by guys, for guys. Uh, so we've had a we have a, had a great interest in men for as long as the, this organization has been around, and especially in new media, the media surrounding men. So I mean, this is this is sort of my wheelhouse here, um, studying men in the internet age because it has changed since the nineteen you know seventies up until now. The identification of men of masculinity has changed a great deal, and that's what here at New Media Labs that we're able to to study. Right, and so. Um what we want to do now is, is Kai, I know that you, you happen to have, as you said, Tech Brothers is um, the Guy-Fi, which is the internet for men. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, you, let me, yeah, let me talk a little bit about yeah, that. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, because you have some very exciting new, um, some very exciting uh, uh, metrics I, and things you, you want to share with I us. I do, yeah. And I'm excited is, to see what you have. This is a little bit, this is a little bit more complex than just, you know, male brain, brain and female brain hormones and testosterone and stuff like that. You hear about these things ad nauseum in the, in the media, but gender is just not that simple. Man is truly the final frontier. Man is the ultimate question. Um, and here at, at Tech Brothers, we take a an interest in men, mentally, emotionally, and physically, but also spiritually. We are fascinated by men. Their Especially wants, spiritually. And their oh, spiritual yes. needs. Their spiritual needs, their wants, their desires, from the tip of their heads to their broad chests and powerful midsections, and then everything below. Uh, we want to get inside of them, learn what makes them tick, and grab hold. Um, so a few years ago, Tech Brothers, New Media Labs, started an ambitious project called Guy-Fi, just as you referenced, Rowan. Uh, this is wireless for guys. It was an extremely popular and successful a project that attracted billions of guys around the world who wanted an internet just for them. No, I, I can't speak to the veracity of uh, that reach, but I will say that um, I, I, there some clearly have signed up for this service, um, presumably um, identifying as male and, and yes. thus having male interests and yep. male concerns. So we've been able to look at that data, look at look at the data that we've collected through years of of GuyFi, um, in hopes of getting a small taste of what those big, beautiful, manly minds have in store. Um, so we can talk sort of about the most common questions that men that men uh, ask. So Rowan, I don't know, I shared, I shared some of these questions with you, so maybe we can just sort of go back and forth and talk about some of these. Um, you know, the big one is, one of the big ones is, am I a man? It's something that you've asked me directly, but it's something that a lot of men have that same question about. Am I a man? Well, and I mean, it, it, that's sort of what we're investigating this evening. Right. And um, It's not just you, Rowan. Everybody has that question. Hmm. All men. Next up, Rowan, can you read that one? Oh, absolutely. Uh, let me just go ahead. Um, uh, how can I become a man? Oh, great question. Um, if you're not, I mean, some, if you don't feel like a man, how do you, how do you transition? How do you go? What, where can you go? What sorcerer in a basement can you go to? To become a man. Next up, the next one, an, another very important one is, where can I find men on the internet? 
And, and that's um, uh, historically, I feel, been a challenge for a lot of individuals mm-hmm. is is going on the Internet and, and finding not just not just males, but men that that they can relate to and that can, uh, you know, uh, they can engage with. Mm-hmm. Next one. Uh, what shape of man am I? Now, this one I don't quite understand, Kai. Do you, do you have any background on sure. what this means exactly? Yeah, so men come in a lot of different it's, – men are just n- not one, you know, one conglomerate. Men come in a lot of different shapes and sizes, but those shapes seem especially important to, to men. What shape of man am I? Circle, square, triangle, rhombus? The next one is ideal number of men. There could be many men or there could be few men, but really how, how, what's the number? How many men is the ideal number? You know, one, one, I mean, and, and you know, the, the, the lack of qualifiers on this, I think, makes this uh, a very interesting question mm-hmm. in terms of what's the ideal number of men. Well, I would say, for example, the ideal number of men in your carpool would perhaps be two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the ideal number of men on your board of trustees? Right. That's a more complicated it's question. It's a much more complicated question that a lot of people are looking at. And I'm also seeing here in this this data set, there's lots of, qu- of search searches, queries. queries, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, things uh, of pictures, pictures of men, pictures, pictures of, men. of men shirtless, pictures of of men three or more shirts clearly there's a preoccupation here among men and shirts the lack thereof or the in excess there yeah is a shirt manly is a shirt not manly it's a great it's a it's a huge question in, in the male communities other questions about how they, how they should feel about popular media so these came from more recently you can tell by the the sources but these are questions like as a man what should i think about turning red as a man what should i think about Encanto? as a man what should i think about midsummer well, I, I know we don't editorialize on, on this program all mm-hmm. that much, but I will say that the um, the proper amount to think uh, uh, what what men should be thinking of, anyone should be thinking about in Kanto is n- not at all. That, really? Uh, that would be my um, that would be my my single moment of editorializing. That's fascinating. Uh, well, I'm not I'm not going to touch on that, Rowan. I thought this show would be controversial enough, um, but then. Can you, in fact, read those next few next few que- queries, though? Because I think that's really we start tapping deeper into the the iceberg that is the man psyche. Yeah. So um, uh, I'm seeing a lot of questions about um, sort of humor, and it looks almost as though ways in which um, uh, men can communicate with other men's in a playful manner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm seeing things: jokes about wife, wife jokes to tell at bar, wife jokes to tell at church, mm-hmm. wife jokes. Well, I can't actually read the rest of that. That's pretty explicit. Um, yeah, let's skip over. It. I mean, and the, uh, the final ones are men are just concerned about. So men want to tell jokes. They want to be friendly with each other in a safe and respectable way, it seems. Um, but then we have, you know, safe spaces for men, uh, most manly room in my house, medicine for men. And then, of course, male role models, which is something we're going to talk about after a very short break. That's right. Um, because uh, as we uh, alluded to in the first part of this program, um, so little is known about men, so very little is actually known about men, um, that we just do not have enough information to, um, to, do, a, uh, to do a full, um, a full, uh, full hour-long... A full, full program. If only, hopefully we'll return, we can return to this subject in you know, 10, 20, 50 years maybe, and hopefully we'll have even a, a sliver more information about what goes on in that in that round wrinkly brain 
of that man. Um, but yes, yeah, so please stay tuned. We're going to take an extremely short break. And when we return, um, we will talk about our scientific results for the ideal role model. Right. For we'll men. talk about why role models are important and what data can do to solve that problem. Please stay tuned. We'll be back about five minutes. <laughs> And we are back. We are back. Um, you know, the rains have cleared up, and now it's time to really inspect what has fallen from the sky, and that is men. what is washed out, perhaps what is descended from the sky. Uh, and yeah, that is the that is the the thick sludge that's been left behind. That manly, manly liquid. Uh, so yeah, it's time for us to move into our, our next segment. And then the first half, we talked about. The complexities that are man, the fact that man is so so misunderstood in science, science scientific circles. And not even misunderstood, just not understood. Just not a, uh, we don't even yeah, we don't know what we don't know. We don't we don't even know what we don't know. Um, but let's start talking about what we do know, thanks to of course data that has been sort of brought to light thanks to New Media Labs Guy Fi. So develop some slides. Uh, these slides are the male role. Model. So you got a double entendre there. We're talking about role models. The fact that something that we see from looking at the data is that men, they just need role models. It's, so it's one thing that is missing that we can categorically say is missing from every single man's life is, is, a, is a positive male role model. Well, I mean, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that's entirely true. I think the issue comes down to um, the the key word there is positive because mm-hmm. there's many male role models. I think there's many many men out there. Sure, that, there's many to choose that, from. That, that other men can can model themselves off of. For example. I went through a phase um, as a younger man when I was directionless where I – my male role model was Tyler Durden. And, um, you know, um, I think I learned a lot of lessons from emulating that individual. Not all of them good. Most of them, but not, but not all of them. Um, right. And, and I shudder to think now that, you know, that whereas I as a, as a young man was looking up to people like Tyler Durden – there are people out there today who are looking up to Joaquin Phoenix's representation of the Joker mm-hmm. um, as their role model, and 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 there's I, I imagine there's a lot of damage being done to society right. because of that. And I, you know, as a child, I looked up to actually very similar to uh, to what you said, Rowan. I looked up to Ronald Ronald McDonald, so I thought he made all the McDonalds that I saw everywhere. Come to find out that he did not; he was just along for the ride. Uh, and that was a real letdown. That's crushing. It's, I can only imagine how crushing that would be uh, for you, Kai. But it's time for us to look at uh, what the data tells us about male role models. So let's talk about the big problem, the, the, the big problem that we see in the, in the world. Men, for all their complexities, what is known about them is that they suffer from a lack of positive male role models. And this is something that applies to all men of every age Every background, they are all in desperate need of a positive male role model. It doesn't matter. Some people think that it's only it only applies to children. Obviously, children need, you know, young men. They need a positive male role model in their lives to model themselves off of. But even as old as you know, fifty, a hundred, you can never be too old for a positive male role model. So that's why Tech Brothers has used GuyFi data to generate a statistical model of the ideal positive male role model. We're making a difference. We're figuring out 
what is the model? We know that they need a model, but what is that model? What is it? What does it entail? Right, and I imagine this is coming from the same data set, um, or at least this is based off of the queries we talked about earlier. Sort of these search terms that men are, yes. are asking themselves, such as, um, you know, uh, am I a man? What's the ideal right. number of men? Pictures of men, and, and anybody and taking that information and collating it into a uh, in, into a, mo- a model, as right. you put it. If you're on the if you're on the internet, the you know internet or even the internet 2.0, you're getting an in. If you're looking at data from there, you're getting an incomplete, uh, an incomplete idea of what a man is. We have been able to, like we talked about before, men, they're very hard to study because it's hard to collect data from them. Here at Tech Brothers, here at the New Media Labs, we have in fact developed sort of a perfect area with which to pull out and mine data from men. And we're making some real, some real and substantial uh, conclusions from that data. Well, more importantly, men who don't realize they're being studied is, is where you're getting the data from. Oh, yeah, of course. Men would never consent to this. Um, so what we did was we looked up, we, we took all this data from men searching and where they go and what they talk about and the Gaifi message boards and things like that. And we've developed, as I said, a statistical computer model of what the I positive the ideal positive male role model would entail when we you know uh, uh, take everything together. So this you know we used computer simulations and uh, neural networks and all those classic sort of things, and we developed. Well, first we you know this is something that's been a long time in the making. We developed a an alpha alpha test uh, a few years ago. So this is our first trial at this. We didn't know what we would expect. We didn't know how successful we'd be. So we did. You know, we did some tests. We've been gearing up to really be able to make sure when we present something, which I'm doing right now as I'm presenting this, the fi- our findings, we wanted to make sure that we had something su- substantial. But I do want to talk about everything that brought us up to that point. So let's talk about that I, that alpha test. So our ideal male, male role model, let's talk about the features that they have. These are the big, we were looking at big generalizations, big features. Based off of um, wants and needs that you had scraped, essentially, correct? Based off those beautiful masculine brains, yeah, that we put under the macroscope. macroscope. So, so, so what are some of these features? Um, so we have the first one is, I believe, health conscious. Mm. So health conscious, we want, we want our positive male role models to be health conscious, to care about their health. And we have strong communicator. Mm-hmm. They have to be able to communicate men. They're classically so bad at that. Stoic, very stoic, and uh, yeah, very difficult. Another issue with getting data from them is the communication issue. Right, so strong communicators, maybe even having a public platform with which to communicate. Hmm. Next one, politically curious. We don't want them to have strong beliefs either way. We want them to really weigh those options, really take all sides. Keep an open mind, ask questions. In fact, that's the next one, open-minded about everything. All sorts of things about themselves, their bodies, their friends. About their friends' bodies. Physically impressive. Now, this is a big one. Men seem to have a sort of a... Uh, the, the physical form is, is important to a man, what they can do with their bodies, what they do do with their bodies. Um, that is very important. So that's an important part of it. And then, of course, finally, we need, it need to have a certain fear factor. Men, they respond positively to, you know, adrenaline uh, and putting yourself in sort of dangerous situations and proving yourself as a man. So that was actually a very important part. There, there's a baseline level of intimidation that is expected between two men when they first meet each other um, uh-huh. that, 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 you know, uh, sort of greases the, the wheels I've often found. Right, right. Um, so we generated that. And uh, so this is sort of a, a, a model that we pulled up, a composite picture. 
and we were stunned. I mean, we were stunned I, to I, say the I, least. I, I'm certainly very stunned by this. Um, and yeah, so we we it's it's very possible. Honestly, it's very probable that this was going to be the case, given given you know the data that we took and and how uh, its quality. But ultimately, I think we we but ultimately we you generated Joe Rogan is what I'm hearing. It's what I'm seeing you put a, here. You put a a million men in front of a million typewriters. Eventually, they're going to give them a million supplements. Who knows what's in them? And they're going to generate Joe Rogan. Um, but the thing is, it's that's an incomplete model. We realized, uh, you know, we went through our data again. We went through our procedures, which this is why it's science is it's so important to document everything. And we found that, you know, we've been focusing on, we've been looking too broadly at it. We've been looking at very broad traits, which error. There's so much error that could be, um, that could be generated when you're you're not looking at specifics. Right. I mean, the the whole I, you know, it, it, all of these things by themselves are good. Health conscious, open minded, politically curious. Um, those are all sort of broad, um, broad good strokes, things. But yes. when you put it together and create a um, this sort of this uh, Rogan archetype, mm-hmm. I think you you're losing the trees for the forest, if you Exa- will. Exactly. Exactly. So. What we did was we we cleaned it up. We started focusing on some more specifics, some real, uh, you know, uh, uh, actionable actionable stuff, and we came up with our first version 1.0. So here's our model. We have classic. This is a man, if I've ever seen one. Mm. Silhouette of a man. Let's talk about what this man is. The ideal role model, once again, based this off is, of yes. your meta analysis. Ideal role model. Everybody could look up to. Everybody feels comfortable around. Number one, broad shoulders, obviously. Oh, of course. Size ten W shoe. It's a good shoe size. It's a good classic shoe size. It shows you got a lot of, you know, you got a lot of uh, uh, foundation, say the least. Hybrid pickup truck. So this is it's again very masculine, but it also shows a concern for the environment. That one of the most, which I would argue is um, double masculine on the face of it. Right. Big D energy, if anything, can bench a modest two to three times his own body weight. Uh, and it's modest, right? Mm. That's okay. He, what? is He's not the strongest guy in the world. That's fine. Next up we have, uh, men are very concerned about their height, but we found that the, a good height is five foot 11 inches you know, or 175 centimeters, but doesn't make a big deal about it. You know, pretty tall, obviously not the tallest person. Somebody might even look at, look at, him and say he's not even really that tall i've seen taller you know it's not it's not substantial but he doesn't care he doesn't make a big deal about it he if he's taller than you it's fine if he's shorter than you that's great it's fine he's here for you either way he's here for you either way next up boot cut jeans now that's just you know that's just a classic this this man practical stylish what more can you ask for looks good in most hats Cowboy hat, really any hat would work. Hmm. Something to put on that noggin. Doesn't need substances to have fun, but takes his whiskey straight. And the, this is this is the ideal male role model based off of your data. Yes. Benches two and a half to three times their own weight. Yes. You were able to determine well, this is that. data from men. Right. So I mean, so so maybe this isn't what men necessarily need. This is what men want to see in no, other men. No, this is what they want and need. Who they could look up for? Who's gonna who? Who they need in their lives? This is what this is really what the data tells us. Any any other data points for this yeah, guy? Let's keep going. FICO score six fifty to seven uh, uh, six seventy. It's not 
the it's not perfect, but it shows a balance in life. <laughs> Next up, nice eyelashes. Eyes we can you know we can do without eyelashes. Really important. I, I I would love to see the statistical models for this guy. I honestly would. Next up, nose Mongolian Aikido. Well, that's that's now, this one was surprising to us. Uh, I, that um, it's not surprising to me actually because yeah, karate for kids, taekwondo also for kids <laughs> for dogs. Who knows? Mongolian Aikido is what it's what it's about. Next up, up for anything. You know, he's he's willing to take you out. He's willing to stay in. Doesn't matter. Any anything else, Kai? Yeah, let's keep going. Let's let's keep going. Like sports for the right reasons. What are the wrong reasons? Likes to see concussions. Interested in Dale Earnhardt Jr. I can go on. <laughs> Finally, a boat guy, and this is I think one of the biggest ones. If we're talking about a positive male role model, they have to know a little something about boats. And and so ultimately, um, and this uh, comes back to our Navy study, I think. I, I think I think perhaps there might be some some uh, ancestral data gumming up the works here. Um, oh, it's all recent data. Yeah, Kai, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, with the alpha test, I was willing to give you the benefit of the um, this being an unfinished, you know, sort of an, uh, a draft, an alpha. Mm-hmm. But I I have doubts that this is, in fact, what the ideal male role model looks like. No, it's this is the ideal male role model, and it's the Sigma. Uh, I actually renamed it. It's not the version 1.0, it's the version Sigma. Hmm. Because um, it's the perfect ideal male role model. And and I guess you have a, um, a mock-up here of... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I guess I can... We had the boys down at the lab, throw that together... This is a picture of Terry Crews in a cowboy hat. With a leather jacket. Well, Having a lot of... He is up for anything. Well, you can't deny that. Well, well thank, thank you very much. Look at those jeans. Thank you very much, Kai. Um, I think that this argument is far from settled. And in fact, is was going to start a couple of uh, fresh new arguments we can get to um, after we get off the air. But unfortunately, we do have to end a little early. Uh-huh. So, But before we do that, it's important that we go to our... What we always do, either citizen science or this week, it's a science of success. Uh, so as science tells us, success is a muscle. You need to work it out, isolate it in order for it to grow. But how? Well, we've collected some of the most scientific theories, some of the most scientific theories proposed by real success engineers out there on the new medias, and we're excited to share them with you. Right. I mean, success is... Yeah, it, it's not just a muscle, but it is something that can be studied like a muscle. Yes. Um, you can poke it, you can prod it, and you can put electrodes on it, and it will tell you all sorts of exciting, new, interesting things. And what what man has poked and prodded more than Elon Musk when he said, instead of baby showers, let's host business showers. When a friend starts a business, we all come together. Uh, uh, we all come together, celebrate them, and bring resources for that business to start. What do you think these resources would be, Kai? What sort of resources would you want for your business shower? Uh, capital, pool table, beer on tap, a WeWork, my own personal WeWork, just for more of an iWork. I'd like to close on a quote by marriage counselor and six Dan Kendo master Linnaeus Strong. He said... The swordsman knows many fears, but only one dread, coming home to the wife. And we return to that ever so, ever so juicy well of the, of the wife joke through time, through time uh, infinite. Time immemorial. Yeah, whatever. 
Eureka Cast now is meticulously researched, produced, and presented with the support of Tech Brothers, New Media Labs in Chicago, Illinois. We are broadcast every Saturday evening, 8 to 9 p.m. CST on WLPN, LP 105.5 FM, Lumpen Radio, and simulcast live on twitch.tv slash Radio at that same time. That's where you can see the pictures of... Terry Crews. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, please follow us at EurekaCast on Twitter and Instagram and visit our website at EurekaCast.org. Yeah, and if you engage in other forms of social media, please feel free to find us at Facebook.com slash EurekaCast or send any technological, scientific, or spiritual breakthroughs you've witnessed or participated in to that same email address, which is, of course, EurekaCastNow at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that, Chicago, allow us here at Eureka Cast now to leave you a tiny bit early so that you may commune with the man within and the man or men that you love. Like Terry Crews.